Hello and welcome to the River and Panhandle's weekly podcast. We are so excited that you are tuning in for this week's message. Before we get started, there are a few things that we would love for you to do. Share it, subscribe, and rate the podcast. So the message is about to begin. We hope that you are encouraged and that you always remember, no role is insignificant. Every life matters and go out and make a difference. Praise the Lord this morning, everyone. Praise the Lord this morning, everyone. Amen. Bless God. Let me get myself together, all right? Bless God. It is truly good to be in my father's house. Amen. I'm not going to be selfish. It's good to be in our father's house. Amen. (laughs) Yes, Lord. God is good. And all the time, somebody knows. Somebody knows. Amen. Bless God. Give an honor to God in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. To our pastor and his beautiful bride, amen, to the members of the body of Christ, every ministry here at the River Church, amen, I bring you greetings from the Lost Church there in Amarillo, where our senior pastor is Pastor Matt Johnson, amen, and uh, so just, just, I'm really grateful to be here, and it's something, Pastor Britt, when I come, man, it's just every time, man, I just, <laughs> I really just feel like crying, bless God, not because I'm afraid of anybody in Panhandle, I'm just being honest. I'm not afraid of anybody in Amarillo. It's not that. I know whose presence I'm in. Amen. So you got a great many of folks that just come to the church building, but they don't really know whose presence they're in. Amen. I'm not coming to be no rock star preacher. Far from it. Bless God. I'm not coming because they say, hey, we'll give you this, that, and the other. Nope, I'm okay. I'm coming because Jesus called me. Amen. And I know that in my soul, I'm not supposed to be here. But because of God's grace and mercy, he looked beyond my faults and he saw my needs. And when he saved me, because I was on my way to hell, when he saved me, he said, son, I got work for you to do. And when you place your hand to the plow, you can't turn back. It's a great many times when I wanted to stop, and I said, okay, I've done enough. I'm, I'm cool, God, I fulfilled my obligation. And the Lord looked at me like, boy, really? I'm, listen, y'all pray for me. Amen? A lot of folks like to come up here, Brent, and act like they got it all together, like they don't have troubles in their life. I got troubles in my life, but I got to do what God called me to do. Amen. I see a lot of tough guys, and they, I'm not looking at you, though. <laughs> That's my man, Brother Sims. That's my dog. He already knows. But that don't mean nothing. We know that. I've never been as strong. I've never been strong outside of the word and the will of God. Amen. But I knew that I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Glory to God. For our thought this morning, our message is going to come from Genesis chapter 27. And trust and believe, when I, when I asked the Lord, Lord, what am I supposed to say out of that? <laughs> he said, son, you just go. I'll give you words when you get there. Glory to Jesus. 
Genesis chapter 27, verse 1 through 27, for a thought this morning. And uh, <laughs> so, pastors, I'm putting the message together. I'm like, man, they're going to expect me to sing. And I don't have a song. I don't have a song. But then I was listening to my man, Tech Hammer, who has the coolest name I know. <laughs> Amen. Glory to Jesus. Leading worship. And he was singing, they sung a song that kind of took me back a little ways. I said, there you go, God. I see what you're doing. Now, I told you all, and I say this everywhere I go, there's no such thing as a black church. And somebody said, oh, you go to the black church, the devil's a liar. Amen. You go to the white church, the devil's a liar. Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. He died for me and he died for you. Amen. But there was a song that my granddaddy and them used to sing when they was getting ready for service. And they, were, and they had the little uh, devotional, right? And then it used to say like this, y'all ready? It said, it's just good to be in God's service one more time. Mm-hmm. It's just good to be in God's service one more time. I could have been dead, sleeping in my grave, but God made death behave. And it's just good to be in God's service one more time. Well, I said it's just good to be in God's service one more time. It's just good to be in God's service one more time. I could have been dead, sleeping in my grave, but God made death behave. And it's just good to be in God's service. One more time. Come on, somebody. The older I get, the more I realize it's good to be in God's service one more time. Amen? All right, I see y'all don't put your Holy Ghost seatbelts on. Let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Y'all pray for me. Y'all know me. Les, you know. God's still working on me. (laughs) Amen. Genesis chapter 27, verse 1 through 27. If your Bible reads like mine, the scripture said, excuse me. when Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, my son, here I am, he answered. Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your equipment, your quiver and bow, and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. I was reading about, because I was just curious how old was uh, Isaac, right, at this time. Martin Luther recorded it. As Isaac was about 137 years old at this time, right? But what, what struck me was 
Isaac was determined to pass on the blessing to Esau despite what the Lord had said to him and his wife concerning them boys. Watch this now. But what good would the blessing have been if God didn't put his favor and anointing upon it? Y'all didn't hear me. See, it's a great many people who want to call themselves trying to bless somebody, but if God ain't in it, it ain't worth nothing. If God don't touch it, <laughs> you just gave away your possessions. That's all you did. Y'all catch that later. <laughs> y'all been dealing with this sinus cold and stuff, so y'all pray my strength in the Lord. Amen. As parents, we can tend to feel sorry for our children, and we can, we can even favor one child over another so that that leads us to do things that's, that's uh, uh, outside of our will. You understand what I'm saying? Do things out of our own will, excuse me, instead of out of the will of God, if we're being honest. And the reason why sometimes we may favor one child over another, unfortunately, is because we kind of have more in common with that child. That child listens to you a little bit better than that knucklehead over there. I was that knucklehead. That's why I'm just telling on myself. Amen. You know, my mama, I told y'all she had 15 of us. Woo. She sure enough had to hear from the Lord, huh? Picking up and reading in verse number five. Now, Rebecca was listening to Isaac, listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebecca said to Jacob, Look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Mm. Now, my son, listen carefully and, I will, and do what I tell you. Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats so I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way that he likes it. Then take it to your father to eat so that you may give, so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Wow. Is this the same sweet little Rebecca that we read about in chapter 24? Y'all with me? Is this the same little sweet Rebecca that wanted to give the man of God, the servant of God, a, a drink of water and then offered the uh, you know, to water his camels as well? Is this the same Rebecca? She got me over here looking like a meme, like, what? <laughs> hey, man. Is this the same Rebecca? Mm. Let me ask y'all something, church. Why did Rebecca forget about what our Lord told her when she was giving birth to the boys? Remember in Genesis 25, 23, the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. The two people from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other. The older will serve the younger. Why did Rebecca forget about what the Lord had told her? No, even a better question is this. Why do we constantly forget about what God has spoken to us in our times of turmoil? Amen? I'm not picking this morning. I just, I just want somebody to wake up. I see you nodding that Sunday morning. Nod. Why do we forget about what God has spoken to us in our time of turmoil? Watch this, church. 
In Isaiah 41 and 10, what does the scripture say? So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Don't forget what the Lord has spoken to us in the name of Jesus. Yes, you're going to go through some storms and trials in life. One thing's a fact. Either you're going into a storm, you're in a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. But through it all, give God praise in the name of Jesus. Amen? Don't forget what the Lord has spoken to you. Bless God. When the sun is shining and when the rain is falling. Come on, somebody. The scripture goes on to say, Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Woman, you must be crazy. I just want to see if y'all was reading y'all's Bible. I know some of y'all was slipping out there. I just want to, amen, amen. Quit playing, Joe. Quit playing. Okay. <laughs> Lord, help me. Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, but my brother Esau is a hairy man while I have smooth skin. What if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking him and would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. Now, if you've done your homework just a little bit, you know that the name Jacob alone means trickster or deceiver or scoundrel or swindler. Jace, trickster, you understand what I'm saying? But his mother's actions here makes me think that the apple don't fall far from the tree. Are y'all with me? Church, how, listen to me please, if you didn't hear me say anything now, listen. How we react and respond to a moral dilemma oftentimes exposes the motives of our heart. Oh, I would never do that. <laughs> Not until you put in that situation. Will you then know what you would do? Amen? Oh, I would never say that. Really? Well, let me play this for you. Come on, somebody. How we react or respond to a moral dilemma oftentimes exposes the motives of our heart. The scripture says what? Man judges the, y'all know it, outward appearance, but God judges the heart. Amen? Pastor, <laughs> I like to jokingly say, that some folks will see me coming and be like, oh, God, it's him again. But I want to make it clear to you, number one, I'm only here because God sent me. Glory to Jesus. And if your heart ain't right, you need to go see Jesus. He's a heart fixer and a mind regulator. Amen? Bless God. I noticed something about this scripture that we just read, though. Jacob was more concerned about getting caught than he was about committing this transgression against his father. Oh, that doesn't resonate with y'all? Well, let me break it down. Because you've got a great many people confessing the name of Jesus, but doing a lot of wrong, doing a lot of dirt. And they're more concerned about getting caught than they are about committing the act. Boy, it got real quiet in here. I don't think y'all want me to preach today. Amen. But I want you to tell y'all something. Listen, I wouldn't dare say something to you that God hadn't dealt with me first. Amen? 
Jacob was more concerned about getting caught than he was about what he was doing wrong. Help me, Holy Ghost. In 2 Corinthians 7 and 10, the Bible says this, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. Amen? Watch this. His mother said to him, my son, let the curse fall on me. Wow. Let the curse fall on me. In Proverbs 6 and 27, the Bible says this. Can a man scoop fire into his lap without his clothes being burned? Does she really want that to fall on her? Amen. If someone's doing wrong or if you're doing wrong, if, someone, if you put someone up to doing wrong, do you really want the, what's going to happen next fall on you? In the famous words of an ex-NFL football player, Mr. Shannon Sharp, I would have looked at her and said, girl, you don't want this smoke. <laughs> yeah, y'all know. Y'all. That brother told him, you don't want this smoke. Y'all must have missed that. Google it. <laughs> and he meant that. And I would have looked at her and said, Rebecca, you don't want that smoke. You understand what I'm saying? Bless God. Scripture picks up reading and says, she said to her son, just do what I say. Wow. Go and get me, go and get them for me. So he went and got them and bought them to his mother. And she prepared some tasty food just the way his father liked it. Then Rebecca took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on the younger son, Jacob. She also covered his hands with a smooth part of the, with his hands and the smooth part of his neck with the goat skin. Then she handed her son, Jacob, the tasty food and the bread she had made. You know, church, some people are more willing to do anything to give their kid the edge over others, even if it's morally wrong. Let's tell the truth. But see, this is the difference between man's plan and God's plan. You want to know how I know? Y'all know this next verse of Scripture. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So which one's better? Your plans? Your will? Or God's plans, God's will. Amen? The scripture goes on to read. It said, he went to his father and said, my father, yes, my son, he answered. Who is it? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. Mm. Isaac asked, asked his son, how did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God gave me success, he replied. Pastor, I really wish the scripture would have said he relied. You see what I'm saying? My granddaddy, you know, his daddy asked him, son, how did you find it so quickly? 
Like I literally just told you a moment ago to go out and get it. And here you are already with the food and everything, right? My granddaddy used to say this, and I didn't understand it when I was young, but I understand it now that I'm a little bit older. He said, the devil may have brought it, but God sent it. The devil may have brought it, but God sent it. Real quick story. Watch this. There was an old woman that was a praying woman of God in Christ Jesus. She truly loved the Lord. And she used to sit, in her, and she had an open window because she had no heating and cooling in her house. And she used to sit there and pray, pray out loud, calling on the name of Jesus. And one day, you know, she was sitting there in the summertime out on the porch, and her girlfriend was in her place right next to her on the porch. And, and uh, so she was talking to her girlfriend, and she said, Ooh, girl, I am sure hungry. I am so hungry. You know, if the Lord just blessed me with a little morsel, I'll be happy. And so she went in the house, and she prayed. And while she was praying and her window was open, there were some neighborhood boys that was around there playing and, and acting up, you know, being bad. And, and, and those neighborhood boys heard that church mother in there praying. And, and they said, oh, she's praying for something to eat. Let's go to the corner store and get a little loaf of bread and some bologna and chunk it in her window. So those boys went and got that bologna and bread and chunked it in the window. And when that mother finished praying, she got up and she saw that bread and that, and, and that bologna in her, in her apartment there. And she began to shout. And she came out on her porch and told her girlfriend, oh, look at what God has done. Look at what God has done. And then her, her friend said, mother, sister, God didn't send that. Them boys went down there to the, to the neighborhood store and got that and threw it through your window while she was praying. And she said, you know what? The devil may have bought it, but God sent it. Amen? The devil may have bought it, but God sent it. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I shouldn't have preached myself happy with that one. <laughs> then Isaac said to Jacob, come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you are really, are really my son Esau or not. Jacob went close to his father, Isaac, who touched him and said, the voice is the voice of Jacob. But the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he proceeded to bless him. The Bible says, do not be deceived. God, is not mocked. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whosoever sows to please his, their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whosoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Amen? Listen, church, Isaac may have been blind or going blind, but I want to let you know we serve a God that sees everything. I know this ain't no chest-bumping message and rah-rah message, but please hear me good. Isaac may have been going blind, but we serve a God that sees everything. Amen? In Jeremiah 23 and 23 and 24, Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 23 and 24, the Bible says this, I am God who is only close, am, am I a God who is only close at hand, says the Lord? No, I am far away at the same time. Can anyone hide from me in the secret place? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and earth, says the Lord? Jacob may have been going, or excuse me, Isaac may have been going blind. But God sees everything. Amen? But you know, it was something that really struck me about 
reading that particular verse of Scripture, when, when Isaac said to Jacob, come near to me so I can touch you, my son. Come near to me so I can touch you, my son. The reason why it really jumped out to me is this. I believe that our Lord Jesus is calling men closer to him. Amen. He's calling us closer to him as men of God, as better husbands, as better fathers, as better leaders in the church, as better leaders in the community. I believe the Lord is saying, come near to me, my son. Amen. But watch this. Many men are afraid to come closer to the Lord. You want to know why? Because the closer a real man gets to the Lord, the more the Lord will expose the deceptive things in their heart. Amen? Well, if I get closer to Jesus, that means that I got to begin to be more kind to my wife. You think? If I get closer to Jesus, that means I really have to accept that new pastor. You think? Amen. I'm not picking. I'm, I, I know what happens. Glory to Jesus. If I get closer to Jesus, that means I need to do more for the body of Christ. <laughs> you think? Because I see a great many of women in different churches doing a lot of work for the Lord and a lot of absentee men. Well, I've been this way all my life. Ain't nobody going to change you. Jesus can Amen? Pray for me. See, because don't y'all remember what King David prayed when he drew closer to the Lord? In Psalms 51, 3 and 4, he says, For I know my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right in your verdict and justified when you judge. Now, we, know all, we all know what David was talking about right there. Amen? But the point is, when he got closer to the Lord, he became more transparent. Amen? He became more honest. He became a better man in the apple of God's eye. When you stop worrying about your bank account and what you look like and what, you understand what I'm saying, the house you live in and the car you drive, when you're willing to get closer to the Lord, you become a better man. I'm telling you the truth. When I got, as I continue to get closer to the Lord, I get so much stronger each and every day, glory to Jesus. Because, Pastor, I learned how to be naked and not to be ashamed in the spirit. Glory to God. Amen? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Are you really my son Esau? Isaac asked, I am, Jacob replied. Church, have you ever had a moment in your heart? Now, you got, you got to answer this for yourself. Have you ever had a moment inside of you when you heard a small voice say, am I really being the son or daughter of God? See, I can't speak for you, but I know I have. And Pastor, I, I know I'm saved, bless God. But I may have been caught up in some things in my life where there was a still small voice that says, are you really the son of God? Are you really being the daughter of God that I called you to be? Have you had that heart pounding 
in encountering with the Holy Spirit that has caused you to examine yourself and see where you stood in Christ Jesus. Maybe you're having it right now. Bless God, I hope you are. Amen? Because we all know it's easy to play church. But have you truly encountered the Lord for yourself? I'm only here because my mama made me be here. Well, you need to get to know Jesus for yourself. I'm not picking on you young people, but your life will be so much better if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen? And then everything that you truly desire, bless God, according to the word of God and the will of God will be added unto you. I know every person nearly, I'm 50 years old nearly, so every person about that age would look at these young people and say, please, I beg you from my soul to get it now while you're young. Wouldn't y'all agree? Amen. And those of us that's a little bit older, we need to be more transparent. We need to draw closer to the Lord. So when our children do ask us things, we'll be honest with them about it. Mom and dad, did you do X, Y, and Z? Yes, I did, baby. And let me tell you how it turned out. It didn't turn out so good. Amen. Bless God. Amen. Then he said, my son, bring me some of your game to eat so that I may give you my blessing. Jacob brought it to him, and he ate, and he bought him some wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, come here, my son, and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, oh, the smell of my son is like the smell of the field that the Lord has blessed. In 1808, in 1808, Sir Walter Scott wrote a famous quote that many people still quote today. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. Y'all know that. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. It means that we act when we act dishonestly, we initiate problems, that will have a domino effect and complications, which will eventually ruin our lives. When you set out with deception in your heart, listen, the scripture says you're going to reap what you sow. Amen? Don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at Pastor Brent. Amen? Don't get mad at little Sister Tori. Talk to Jesus. Amen? As I prepared to close, if we could go ahead and have the music up in our prayer response teams. When I read this message, it made me think about faithful obedience versus unfaithful disobedience. And you guys know this scripture in Hebrews 11 and 6. What does the Bible say? It says, and it and without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists, and that he is a rewarder of them that earnestly seek him. Church, the only one that can deliver us from our deceitful heart is Christ Jesus. Make no mistake about it. The only one that can deliver us, amen, 
in our times of trial and turmoil is Jesus Christ and the power of his Holy Spirit. Amen? The Bible says this. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and have been saved. If you believe in your heart, amen, and confess with your mouth, amen, the Lord Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, amen, that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. If you have any hidden agendas in your heart, we just read in the scripture, God says, I see it. Amen? If the devil's trying to hang you up or trip you up somewhere in your life, God says, I see it. I created you and I have not lost the blueprint to your life. Come to Jesus. Amen? He picked me up, turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground. Amen? Glory to Jesus. And it truly is good to be in God's service one more time. Amen. Church, if I could get you to stand, if you're able. If I could get you to stand. The only one that can deliver you from a deceitful heart is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The scripture says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Church, so many people have become very good at playing church. So many people have become very good at just being religious and going through the motions. So many people have become tricksters and their hearts are deceptive. But the thing about it is, you're not only fooling others, you're fooling yourself. Amen? Because that's where it starts. The only one that could deliver us from having a deceitful heart is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If the Holy Spirit has pricked your heart this morning, please, church, come to Jesus. Whether you're online or here in the house, come to Jesus. I'm not inviting you to Joe Tindall. I'm not inviting you to Brent Warner. I'm inviting you to Jesus. Amen. If you're old school and you said, well, we used to come down to the altar, Come on down to the altar. Amen. If you feel, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, we got some that's here that's willing to pray for you, that's been praying for you before you got here. Amen. Church, come to Jesus while it's still time. Let every heart pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we do thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. Daddy, we thank you for your holy word. Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you allow us to hide your word in our heart that we will not sin against you. Father God, I pray that if I said, done, or thought anything that's contrary to your word, I repent right now that my heart would be right before you. Father God, I know that all those ascending here, Lord God, under the sound of my weak voice, if there's anything that's inside of, you, of them that's not of you, Father God, I know they repent right now in the name of Jesus. We just ask you, Jesus, to please Come take up residence inside of us to be our Lord and Savior. While the blood is still running warm in our veins, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And the church said, Amen. Amen. The message is yours. And 
that's this week's message. We hope that you are encouraged and inspired. If you would like to join our online campus and experience the service as it happens live, go follow us on Facebook or YouTube by searching The River in Panhandle, Texas. Have an amazing and blessed week.